Hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast where we look back on the cartoons and movies and TV shows and whatnot of our youth to see if it's still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is far too often the case. I am Sean. And I'm Chris. And this is Childhood Remastered. So today, to finish out our spooktacular month of October... Spooper, spooper spooky. Spoopity spoops. We are covering Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The movie, not the TV show. Did you know that there was a movie? Because I didn't until... We decided to cover it. Yeah, so that, that'll be really quick then. So what do you remember? What, well, you remember what I remember. Absolutely nothing. Well, <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the movie, originally aired April 7th, 1996 on Showtime with a runtime of 91 minutes. So that's exactly why I don't remember it, because we never had Showtime. Yeah. If it was a premium channel, we never had it. So exactly. I remember... Unless it was one of those free weekends not, and it happened, yeah, to, yeah. it happened to be playing at that free weekend. That's that's when you try and turn the dial in the in-betweens to get the porn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the scramble porn. <laughs> the, uh, the the Spice Channel. Yeah. Uh, the, it's an American TV movie. It was a TV movie that was based on the Archie comic series of the same name. There was actually an Archie comic series that predated... The, the the movie and the TV By show. By decades. So and, and it's and it was something, yeah, like you said, it's something that had been around for years and years and years, and they decided to turn it into a TV movie that came out in 1996. So I remember the TV show. I don't so remember the movie at all. There were several projects that were Archie related. So if if we're really gonna kind of go there, there was the TV show that everybody remembers. Mm-hmm. It came out September of 96 and ran until 2003 for 163 episodes split over seven seasons. But there is uh, quite a bit more to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. First, there was a 1970 animated show about Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow. Then there was a TV movie that we're talking about that in technically ni- aired before the, the live action TV show that most of you know yeah. in 96 and then... The show in 96. Then there was another animated series in 1999. That some of you might remember. That some of you that I don't. But some I, of you I might rem- remember. I remember seeing it. I want to say it played on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel or something like that. I remember seeing it. But it was very much directed at like young girls. So I didn't. It wasn't something that I was, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not something that caught my attention. And then there was another Sabrina the Teenage Witch animated but 3d animated series produced on hub network that's not one that i remember 2013 yeah i knew nothing about it and there is the new one that is coming out like any day now yeah at the time called chilling adventures of sabrina yeah by the time you're listening to this you'll have another week before the uh the series comes out It, it debuts october 26 on netflix and it's a sort of modern day retelling of the story of Sabrina. Yeah. With that said, there is uh, there is sort of uh, some backstory with, with the comics itself. You know, we mentioned Archie Comics. If you don't know what Archie Comics is, we're not going to do anything about that because who knows? We may cover that at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a pretty iconic comic book series. Mm-hmm. And in 1962, in October, oddly enough, there was the first comic featuring Sabrina and it was written by George Gladier and inked drawn by. or inked by Dan DiCarlo and they created it and I have a good quote here 
from George Gladier in 2007, where he said, I quote, I think we both envisioned it as a one-shot and were surprised when fans asked for more. We continued to do Sabrina stories off and on in Madhouse until 1969 when we were flabbergasted to hear it was to become an animated TV series. When it came to naming Sabrina, I decided to name her after a woman I recalled from my junior high school days who was very active in school affairs and who assigned a number of us to interview prominent people in the media. In addition, the woman's name had a New England ring to it, and some years later, I ended up actually recalling that the woman's name was not Sabrina, but actually Sabra Holbrook. Sort of fun side note there, and also DiCarlo is the co-creator of Josie and the Pussycat. So these guys... Well, to be fair, the people that created... Scooby-Doo are really the creators of Josie and the Pussycats. That well, was the, that was yeah. that that was that golden age of nineteen like early nineteen seventies ripoffs of Scooby-Doo. Josie, oh, yeah. and the, Josie and the Pussycats, Jabberjaw, Speed Buggy. Oh yeah, uh, like yeah. all of those. No, that's there was, true. There was a dozen of them. Yeah. So this show, this movie, this TV movie that played on Showtime was written by Barney Cohen and Catherine Wallach. And the teleplay was done by Barney Cohen, Nicholas Factor, and Catherine Wallach. It was produced by a couple people, Barney Cohen and Catherine Wallach Productions, oddly enough, the people that wrote it. Uh, Once in Future Films, Heartbreak Films, Viacom, and Showtime Networks. Now, it's important to note, too, I think, that Viacom is the controlling... uh, company of a lot of things and i'm sh- i want to say that they probably had a hand in uh in the uh I-, I don't know for sure but i feel like they probably had a hand in the television series as well i am like 99 percent sure that they had a hand in the tv series the director of this tv movie is tibor takas or takas he directed takas. the gate the gate Two. my two Personal favorites, Ice Spiders and Ice Spiders 3D. There is actually no Ice Spiders 2. I put that in there because I thought there has to be an Ice Spiders 2. No, it's Ice Spiders and Ice Spiders 3D. <laughs> well, Why? That's like, that's like Piranha and then Piranha 3D. So it, it's, I just wanted to say, I, I, I swear to God, I swore up and down that, that John Reese Davies was an Ice Spiders. Because I've I, I've seen Ice Spiders, I've seen it. It's not good. <laughs> but I remember John Reese Davies being in it, and then I went back and watched Ice Spiders again, maybe about a year ago. He's not. I was wrong. Oh. So I have to like Ecrow. I was wrong. But it seems like something John Reese Davies would be in if he, we're gonna be honest. He does like being in those kinds of movies. He does. Let's which talk about the, are my favorite kind yeah, of movies. Let's let's talk about the cast. Um, there's some of these people that you might recognize. Maybe one of them the first we're person. not going to mention it all until the end. Supplies. Supplies? Yeah. Supplies, mother trucker. <laughs> the first one is one that you should recognize. The first uh, the first character is the one that plays Sabrina Spellman. That is Melissa Joan Hart, born in 1976. We've talked about her before. We talked about her during our episode on Clarissa Explains It All, which is where she got her big break, uh, her at least her big first big role. Mm-hmm. She was also in the TV series that was based off of the movie. Slash comics. Slash yeah. comics, which is, I want to say that that's something that doesn't, necessarily happen a lot where you have a movie or a tv movie that essentially acts as like a pilot for a tv series and so then they usually like they recast got made it. at the same time because it's, this if you think about it if you think about it 
This came out in April of 96. The other, the show, debuted September of 96. That's a little bit of time between. So that means so that they, they were... were at least working on the show. Yeah. When this movie came out. I bet when I bet when the movie came out because pre-production for a TV show isn't like months and months no, and months. No, 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 no. But I bet when the movie came out, they had enough of an idea that it was popular to say, okay, we're going to turn this into a series. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So so it, it makes sense. But I'm just saying that usually usually you don't you don't necessarily see people go from the, the, the movie to the TV show. There's usually some no. kind of except in except in Disney movies with some of the voice actors. You'll find Disney uh, voice actors who go from the movies to the TV shows pretty pretty easily. I think that the voices of most of the Disney princesses are the same if they got like a TV series, like the Aladdin TV series and the Little Mermaid TV series. Right. It's all the same people. But uh, she played Sabrina. And Sabrina is the titular witch. She is the teenage witch. She is, in this movie, it's a little bit... If, if you're familiar at all with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the TV show, the TV show was much more slapstick, much more comedy-based, much more of like a sitcom. If we're going to be fair, much more fleshed out, too. Yeah. So... This this show, this movie, has is a little bit more serious in tone. It's a little bit less of... A, I mean, it's, it's, it's a... I don't even know what to call it. It's like a teen... It's a teenage sort of rom-com-y kind yeah, of movie. Yeah, it's a teenage rom-com. I was getting a lot of like 10 things I hate about you. Like it's how a rom-com. To, yeah, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Like Which that, is a rom-com. Like, I was getting a lot of vibes like that from, from this movie. Oh, so, it totally was. So it, it's, yeah. not, it's not like... She's all that. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's not like it's the slapsticky episodic schlock that was that was t- uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the TV series. And so just know that going into it. It was, it was much more, I guess, serious role than the other one was well i mean if you want to call it less goofy okay less goofy yeah we'll go with that so she's been in other stuff but we discussed that before the Mm -hmm. next character is aunt hilda who is in this played by sherry miller and sherry miller was in the tv series la femme nikita ctv drama eng and jennifer on queers folk and uh, her character is mostly non-existent in this. And the next one is Aunt Zelda, also character mostly non-existent. She's played by Charlene Furnettes, who was in Made in America, Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, the TV show. Diagnosis, Murder, The Outer Limits, uh, and a TV show called Hawkeye, which I, I don't remember. But those characters are, are really... They're her aunts, and they sort of introduce her to the idea that magic exists and that she has powers and there's witches. And they don't actually really serve a whole lot of purpose other than to be the most ridiculous Dave Sex Machina yeah. when they snap their fingers and literally reverse time. And they go, oh, this is just a one-time deal, and they do it like it was nothing. Yeah, and so and these characters do get replaced in the TV series. They are not the same... Actually, Every character in this, except for Sabrina and her friend, yep. get replaced in the TV show. Yeah. Who, her friend, who's played by Michelle Baudouin as Marnie Littlefield. Now, the character's name changes for the TV show again, but that's her name in this. She was in the short-lived TV series Madison, which I think she starred in, and a different but similar character in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and Ginger Snaps 2. Now, watching this, I was like, where do I know her from? And it, apparently it was from Ginger Snaps 2. 
which don't ask me why I've seen the Ginger Snaps movies because they are not good at all, like not even remotely. But that's what I that's what I remember her from. So the thing about Marnie as a character that was just bugging the shit out of me, and I think it I think it it plays on my disdain for this period of time <laughs> is that and we'll get into it a little bit later but okay. this movie at least i hope we do this movie is probably one of the most quote-unquote 90s movies that i have ever seen in my life it was so incredibly 90s just in terms of like fashion language uh attitudes all kinds of, it's just, it's that like early to mid nineties, that, that era. And the character of Marnie is that to the extreme. Like she, you didn't like nineties too. No, she was, she was throwing out stuff like, like Mondo cool. Oh, he's just a dude. Like she was throwing out all this, like, like early to mid nineties, like slang, like just cringeworthy stuff. It's like it's like hearing someone speak like a valley girl, you know, from like the oh, early eighties. It's yeah. just it was it was it I was know what dis- you mean. It was distracting and it was aggravating. I was like, why did teenagers? I mean, I was a teenager in ninety six. Did teenagers actually talk like this? Because, yes, we did, and we were terrible, and our and everyone hated us for it. I don't remember talking like this in nineteen ninety six. I was in eighth grade in nineteen ninety six. Oh no, we talked like this for sure. I was I was two years younger than the characters in this movie because they're supposed to be sophomores. They're sixteen years old. I was fourteen. So we only really have one, two, three, four more characters I want to mention. We're gonna skip one for now. Uh, the next character is Harvey, who is not really the love interest, but sort of the love interest. He, Sabrina is his love interest. He's interested in her, but she's interested in somebody else, mm-hmm. and. In the comics and in the TV show, Harvey is her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so, spoiler here, they end up together at the end of the movie. The, the, so <laughs> The nice it, guy doesn't finish last. I uh, oh, Don't be an insocial. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harvey is played by Tobias Meller, who was in the 2002 remake of Carrie. He was in Stargate SG-1, actually, with a somewhat prominent character he had a very minor role on the 2004 uh battlestar galactica tv series which i recognized him from immediately he was the brother who died of apollo he was admiral adama's uh son who died like before the the cylon invasion and at any rate Hmm. yeah so he was in that and he was also in the movie disturbing behavior which i think was starring i want to say katie holmes hmm I don't, I'm pretty sure she was in Disturbing Behavior, but it was like one of those like tragically 90s uh, tropey movies. So the next character is Katie Lamore, and I believe she was the bully in this, correct? Yes. And she is played by Lalayani Lindbergh. Yes. I don't, I'm pretty sure I got that right. Now, she is actually a very accomplished voice actress. She has been in Inuyasha. Multiple Gundam series, Death Note. She is the main voice actor on Dragon Ball Z of Bulma, among literally dozens of other projects. Now, watching this, I had no idea that she was my childhood sort of iconic voice of Bulma from Dragon Ball Z, but but she was. And I, I think that's actually really cool that, that she went on from this to do a bunch of other stuff that was uh, actually pretty pretty prolific. So... 
The next character was one of the other bullies. It's sort of like her henchman friend named Freddy, and she's played by Laura Harris, who was Marie Warner in 24. She's the Grim Reaper Daisy in Dead Like Me, and is actually a fairly accomplished voice actress, too. Now, now there's a bunch of other casts we're not going to name. And we will get to one, though. Th- there is one who I had no idea. So let me just tell you that this is what this is what happened. This is what transpired. I think you saw this guy and then you texted me. So here's what happened. You and I decided we were going to do this. You told me, hey, we should do this. The new remake is coming out. And I was like, I've never heard of it, but okay. And I procrastinated on making the notes. And instead, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch the movie because I've got the time to do it. So I sat down. I watched the movie. I'm watching it. And then I have to pause it, rewind it, realize who I'm looking at. And then I texted you in like all caps that I cannot believe that Ryan Reynolds is in this movie. You said, OMFG, Ryan Reynolds is in it. (laughs) Yeah. So... I had no idea Ryan Reynolds was in it, but I, I had he no is, idea either. And in, in he, he is, is the love crush named Seth. And, and if you don't know who Ryan Reynolds is, let me just tell you just briefly. Ryan Reynolds is a Canadian American actor and film producer. And he has been in a, like a boatload of stuff from national national lampoons, Van Wilder. That's one of his earlier roles along with two guys, a girl and a pizza place. Or I think it's just called Two Guys and a Girl. Mm-hmm. And he was in all kinds of stuff. He was in the really awful Green Lantern. And he was in the Blade Trinity movie. By the way, that Green Lantern movie broke my heart. Because that is one of my all-time favorite comic book characters. And he played arguably the best Green Lantern. He actually did a good job, too. In the movie. Well, the he, movie he was... was been... the, the problem is, is he was completely the wrong person to play Hal Jordan. He is not a Hal Jordan. At best he probably could have been even though he doesn't look like the character he probably could have been a guy gardener no you know he he would have been a great barry allen mm, yeah maybe yeah, yeah. he would probably have been a, probably better a better wally west than a barry allen because wally west is more of a joker than than barry allen was but if he was gonna play still. if he was gonna play a green lantern he shouldn't have played hal jordan because hal jordan is a fairly he's a fairly no nonsense but not I mean, not super. I mean, he's essentially a space cop. And when you think that, when you think uh, Ryan Reynolds, you don't think space cop. No. And and that movie just broke my heart because I really wanted there to be multiple Green Lantern movies. And that was, that was stolen from me. And now, now I have to wait for some kind of reboot. That's not going to happen for probably 10 to 15 years. Yeah. It's if it ever gets made, who who knows if it will ever happen. I, I will say that he was also, speaking of, like, future cops, R.I.P.D. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, that, that weird, uh, that weird Men in Black knockoff that was also a comic book, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. He was also in the iconic restaurant industry film, Waiting, which is actually sort of accurate, but but also sort of hyperbole. And As all I, the best movies are. And I will say, I think it's a very underrated rom-com. I actually really like Just Friends. I think he's really funny in Just Friends. So we just took like a, I don't know, a 15-minute sidetrack for Sean to talk to me about uh, a weird cosplay character uh, that has no relevance here. If you want to hear about it, tune into the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw it on there. I will just add that Ryan Reynolds, 
I think, is most famous now as Deadpool. First in the terrible X-Men Origins Wolverine film, and then later by getting a hold of it somehow and 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 actually doing it right. And oh my God, those movies are amazing. And I love Ryan Reynolds. And yeah. his sense of humor is really funny. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is... I want to say that um, I, I think that Rob, Rob Liefeld created Deadpool. I'm pretty sure that that's accurate. And funny story... Uh, Rob Liefeld used to come into the uh, the coffee bean and tea leaf that my wife worked at in Yorba Linda. He used to come in fairly regularly. It is and, Rob Liefeld, by the way. And, and uh, I remember her telling me that she knew him for so long. And and one day she was like, you're here all the time. Like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I, I, I draw. I, I do comic books. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she found out who he was. And she was like, what the hell? She had no idea. It's just like a customer that she saw like literally every day. That's awesome. Yeah, because he lives in Yorba Linda somewhere. He boatloads of money. He made so well, of much course money. He created. He created Deadpool. He's a he, bunch of other characters. A bunch of yeah. other characters that were in that super nineties like extreme era of people that looked like Cable with the thousand. Uh, oh, pockets. like the New Mutants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, Rob Liefeld. He, Dead, Deadpool is a great movie, and Ryan Reynolds. I want to say that I read an interview somewhere that that's that said that Ryan Reynolds was the person that that they thought of when they were creating like the modern Deadpool. That's like super talky and jokey. And cause Deadpool's only been around for like, since the nineties, I want to say. Yeah. He hasn't been around that long. I think he came out in the early nineties, like 91. I want to say. Yeah. But, but at any rate. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's sort of turned into a thing where I, like in an interview I read someone, someone related to, to uh, Deadpool said something to the effect that Ryan Reynolds is who they envision playing Deadpool. They envision Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. So uh he he's got a great sense of humor and I love I love the movies that he does. He's he's really quick on his uh on his feet when it comes to like quipping, which makes him a perfect Deadpool. Side note, did you know that he's been doing ads lately for some like mobile like Candy Crush type game? I think I saw And they're some really of funny. And I was like Ryan Reynolds, what are you doing here? Yeah, I, is, like it's as, like, do you need money? I'll give you money. As as bad as as bad as as uh, Blade Trinity was, and it was bad. <laughs> it was really really bad. It was also really really good compared to <laughs> to Wolverine Origins. Yes, yeah, but as bad as Blade Trinity was, I thought that his character. While a lot of people didn't like his character, oh, I thought I, it was great. I thought his character was funny just because of the the stupid. My favorite line in that whole movie. Is when they uh, he's trapped and they're they're like interrogating him and they're beating him up and and he says something to the effect of like I just farted and I had garlic for lunch sorry <laughs> so like it just it's so stupid and out of the, I, I guarantee that was an ad lib and it was just at the time it was funny anyway at any rate we we've gone a little bit on a tangent yeah let's do you want to maybe we can talk about the movie yeah the, the movie is like i said earlier the movie is like a rom-com and uh full disclosure i didn't actually finish it uh i was watching it and and shame i was it's a shame it's, it's a 90 minute movie. shame <laughs> i was watching shame it. it's uh shame <laughs> shame i got halfway through shame <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching it and uh, I'm an old man and I go to bed fairly early. So I yeah, was, you go to bed real early. So I was, I, I was, was like, there are times when you text me and it'll be like 10 o'clock and I'm like, Oh, Sean's still awake. Yeah. I, it's I like, bought, Oh, Sean must be staying up late tonight. The, the uh, wheel, he must've recorded it. 
Yeah, I I, <laughs> I was uh, I have a, a a paint by numbers game on my phone that keeps me up very late. <laughs> I do a lot of them. It's soothing, but uh, it, it was getting late and I was really tired because I hadn't slept very well the night before. So I I just sort of ended it and I really wanted to finish it today. But I was going to finish it, you know, on my lunch because I tend to watch. It's on YouTube for anybody that wants to watch. There's it. a link on, in the description on our website. The whole movie is the on whole YouTube. Movie. So I was going to watch it. That's on, actually the only place I could find it, by the way. Oh, good. The like I was going to watch it on YouTube and the last. I don't know, 45 minutes or so that I didn't watch. I was going to watch it on YouTube at two times speed or one and a half times speed, you know, watch it in like 20 minutes, but I didn't end up having enough time today to do that. I, I've, it's been crazy at work and I so haven't, I will tell you, you missed very little. Yeah. And that's, we were talking about it beforehand. So the, the basic plot is that Sabrina is a, your average high school sophomore who has crushes and friends and who's turning 16 who's turning 16 and, I think and she, lives with her aunts. Her parents are both quote on sabbatical. Yeah. And I think that she, at the beginning of the movie, she moved like, that's like the, the premise is that she's moved from a different town because a lot of times right. the, the bully is telling her like, I'll make her regret. She ever came to this. Yeah. School. She, so she came from another town and so she shows up new day of school, befriends this girl, and they act like they've been like best friends forever, even though they just met. Mm -hmm. So they have this relationship that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but whatever. And she makes friends with Harvey, and she sees this cute guy that she really likes, who's Ryan Reynolds. Who Ryan, kind of Ryan Reynolds in all his uh, mid-90s, middle part, blonde hair glory. Yes, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because his personality still shines through. Like... You could, I feel like there are parts of like modern day Ryan Reynolds that you see like in Deadpool, that sort of like quick quippiness and yeah. the sort of sarcastic undertone are in this. You get proto Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's proto Ryan Reynolds and he doesn't do a bad job either. He's no. probably the best acting person in the movie along with and, Melissa Joan Hart. And what's, what's nice about his character is he's not an idiot that I can tell. He's not an idiot and he's not a jerk. You know, like sometimes in these type of movies, the the main love interest, you know, it's it's it, it's like um, it's like in uh, what's what was that damn movie? Um, the the Brat Pack movie, Sixteen Candles, where you've got you've got the main character who is you've got the main character in Molly Ringwald who's in love with uh, the the like hot guy, but he's kind of a jerk, and then you've got the other guy who's uh, played by what was his name, Michael C. Hall. The, the the nerd character who's got a crush on her and is, is is her friend, but like she doesn't look at him like that, and you're always like, oh, I hope that like her and and the nerd get together. Well, see, but back then in the '80s, and nerd, it never happened. Yeah, unless he raped her in a bounce house dressed up as Darth Vader, then it happens. Yeah, but, but that's but, that's Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, that's but, a different movie. So you you kind of have that feeling going into this, at least I did, where you're like, okay, Ryan Reynolds is gonna be a jerk. But she's going to like right. him anyway because he's super attractive and, and she wants to be with him and he's the hot popular senior. And, and he's she, nice to her. And, yeah, and he gives her no reason to not want to be like right. obsessed with him. Yeah. And and he has a girlfriend who breaks up with him. Who's a complete bitch. Who is honestly a complete bitch. Like proto, proto mean girls. I wouldn't be surprised if Tina Fey got the idea for the for the book in the movie. From this from movie. The, yeah. Like she, like, you know. She it's it's like very archetypal. So yeah. she is a big bully and 
she shows up at Melissa Joan Hart's birthday and says some mean stuff to her. And then Melissa Joan Hart wishes something would happen to her and her hat catches on fire. Yeah. And they, at any rate, so then she throws a party for the entire track team that Melissa Joan Hart ends up on. And they have this giant pool party at this beautiful home. Yeah. And she puts a bunch of wax on the diving board to get her to slip, which, like, she could have died. Yeah, and she does slip, but she recovers. And, and she does, does the re- most amazing, like, uh, professional, like, Olympic-style yeah. o- dive. Olympic-level Olympic dive, like, with flips and turns, and, like, she does a cartwheel, and it's ridiculous, like... it. Yeah, and it will, because she said she used to be, like, a state-qualifying swimmer or something. And then they... The, the important- they turn the intercom on in the house and she has a private conversation about Ryan Reynolds, about him being so cute in his butt and whatever. They embarrass her. She goes home all upset and her aunts. So it, it, so when she goes back home, she goes to bed and wakes up in the middle of the night in dream witch world. And they go, ha ha, you're actually a witch because you turned 16 and now it's time. It's a full moon. Blah, and, blah, blah. and it's important to note that before then, she was making thing, making making magical things happen, sort of, but uh, not realizing that she was making. Yeah, them she she would say stuff like, "Oh, I wish I could do this, or I wish this would happen. I wish I could afford this." And then all oh, of a yeah. sudden, the receipts changed to only fifteen dollars for an entire, like, yeah, whatever. So she's 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 unconsciously making things happen with her magic powers and not realizing right. it. And so she wakes up the next day, and her aunts. Say, actually, hey, hey, guess what? You really are a witch. It's all real. Your parents are actually witches. But part of, like, being a witch is when you turn 16, you have to go live with your aunts and... Or uh, live live with somebody who t- trains you on using yeah, magic. your mentors. And so we are your mentors, according to the witches, whatever. Salem, her cat, is a talking cat who, in the movie, is... He's British. Is British for whatever reason, but he's been turned into a familiar, a animal, because he tried to use magic for love. Yeah. Now in, that's a big no-no. Yes. Now in the comics and in the TV show, Salem has been turned into a cat for attempted world domination. Yeah. And I think he's been turned into a cat forever. Uh, it's indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's in the movie. It's for specific range. I think it's, it's like, like five hundred years, years or a hundred yeah. years or something. So he's he's effectively immortal. Yes, and so they tell him keep an eye on Sabrina, and she's all upset about everything else. So they snap their fingers, travel back in time, make it so that the day never happened—the day where she was embarrassed at the pool party, right—and gave everybody false memory. It's like Men in Black, and. So, but much easier. Yeah, but much easier. And and so, essentially, the movie progresses, and she, at some point, tries to cheat at the track meet to make Ryan Reynolds fall in love with her. She ends up getting asked to the dance by Ryan Reynolds, who then takes her back to makeout lane or whatever, and gets super handy with her and tries to do stuff that she doesn't want to do, and is super pushy, and then she leaves the car and makes his car blow up. And Harvey, who is the sort of like doofy friend, shows up and then they have a dance and kiss and are in love. And, and that's how the movie ends. And that's basically how the movie ends. Along the way, the, the bully gets turned into, I think, a sheep or a goat or something and gets turned back. But it's all nonsensical and it, it really, you don't really care is the problem. I was, I found myself fairly bored throughout yeah, most of this. I and finished it. I was bored. 
I so, like and and I I'm assuming I'm assuming even though this movie was based on a comic book that was sort of adult in nature. I'm assuming that they decided to direct this this TV movie at younger girls. I want to say like teenage girls because this really was like a teenage rom com. And yeah. and, maybe, and it was on Showtime too. Yeah, so and maybe I'm maybe that's why I, I was, don't. Maybe that's why I was bored of it because like honestly, I I can't. There, it'd be I'd be hard pressed to find something I care less about than like teenage girls' love lives. So here's the thing, and I will just <laughs> readily admit this: I like, I have a secret soft spot for '90s rom coms. I do. I, I like she's all that and some of those. Like you want to know why I hate rom coms? I, I don't necessarily like them, but they're like they're fine and like uh, they're fun and some of them are good. And you know you can throw them on. I'm like, okay, fine. You know like, what I, I'll you know watch what I like when Harry Met Sally or some of these other ones. Every rom com has the same plot. Of course they do. They're Every rom com has the same plot. Yes. They just they just interchange the characters. The plot is guy guy likes girl. Guy tries to get with girl. Guy gets with girl for a little bit. Some miscommunication happens. Girl gets mad at guy. Girl go, goes and leaves him for other guy. Then first guy wants to get girl back, so he does some ridiculous overture that wins girl back. And girl realizes second guy is a douche nozzle and Who, goes back with the first guy. Yeah. And then just the some end. variation. They're all different. You yeah, know, that's it's the like basic skeleton of every single rom com. And the thing that I hate about it is every single rom com that I have ever seen, the conflict could literally be resolved by talking. By not by e- having a rational conversation. Not even not like not even anything extreme. Every single solitary conflict could be solved if the two people actually just talk to each other and address yeah. something. It's like, I saw you kissing that girl. Uh, you're cheating on me. And then run away. But and see, then he's like, the wait thing. a minute. That's my sister. Is I was kissing her on the cheek. You have to remember that the audience for a rom-com is actually not the Smart? age of the people oh. <laughs> in the movie. You know, you watch a, a rom-com with like, Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Love, or in a Jennifer Lopez. You watch one with Jennifer Love Hewitt and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. You watch one with whoever, and the audience is not technically, mentally, the age of the people in the movie. Yeah, Julia the, Roberts and Hugh Grant. Right. the The target demo is not them or people of their age range. The target demo is actually people who are or mentally 16-year-old girls. That's why. So that's why the miscommunication thing is so huge. Because think back to when we were 16. Guys and girls equally were shitty at communication. Well, to be we didn't fair, talk I, didn't, to each other. I didn't talk to a whole lot of girls at 16. Well, you went to an all-guys school, so... I still knew girls. I just didn't know them biblically. Well, to be fair, most most kids don't at sixteen, right? So I don't know kids today. Uh, kids today and their their internets and their stop having sex on my lawn. Stop having sex on my tweeters. <laughs> stop showing your stop showing your children bits. Why not? That's <laughs> gross. That's gross. Yeah. But so the, the thing <laughs> the thing about this one is is that this rom com is is boring. It's boring and it's it's 16 year old girls and i don't know if 16 year old girl i'm not a 16 year old girl so i don't know if 16 year old girls would be interested in looking at the love life of other 16 year old girls at least at the time when this uh, 
I don't, I don't, I don't, the, the appeal of this movie, if it was by itself, I mean, it was apparently enough that it would, that it spawned a TV seven series, seven series, seven season seasoned series. TV series. And you know, what's crazy about that? And three TV movies based what, on the TV series. What's crazy about that to me is this movie is really Except in name and and characters, this movie is and not like, general, very general plot. This movie is not like the TV show at all, because no. the movie is like we've been saying. It's a I rom- mean theme thematically, storytelling wise, it's totally different. Yeah, it's a the movie is a rom com. The the movie you know takes on a little bit more serious tones about about like not forcing love on someone and. And, uh, you know, the consequences of your actions. And yeah. those are things that, like, a, a sitcom would tackle, but in much less serious tones. Like, I'm sure that there was an episode at some point. Or it sit- would be a sitcom that, that intentionally tackles difficult tones. Yeah. Or a difficult things. Remember back in the day when they would do those, and then at the end of the episode, they'd have the actors, like, sitting in chairs and those being like... Those were the worst. I hated them. And, and they'd always they'd always preface it by saying, like, this is a very special episode of Punky Brewster. And then they'd have, like, the actors at the end, and they'd talk about whatever the, the message was. If you, if you were someone you know is addicted to pills... Call the hotline number below. It would yeah. be like in an episode of Will of Grace or Friends. And I'm like, I'm not... If this is going to motivate somebody, great. But I highly doubt it. Yeah. I highly doubt that the guy injecting heroin between his big toe and his and his index toe is really watching Friends every Thursday night. I really don't I think... I mean, maybe. I don't think that's the case. I mean, the likelihood of the guy snorting cocaine in the bathroom... You know, at, at the Angel game is probably not the guy sitting at home watching ER at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it, I think, is one of those things that's, like, to make them feel better about what they're doing. But it's not changing anything. Yeah. Like, go out and, and make a difference. And many of them have. I will say, a lot of them do. And I think it's really great. Some of them do some really good work for different charities, different groups. Actually, Ryan Reynolds does a lot of advocacy work. Uh, we talked, what was it, two weeks ago about how Eugene Levy does a lot of work with autism. Mm -hmm. Like, great. Reach out, find a charity, do some work, and I think that's awesome. But, you know, your TV show is not going to fix anything? Yeah. Unless the whole premise of the show is to fix stuff. And there are shows out there like that, but this is definitely not it. Yeah. It feels like a... Like they were trying to strike a serious tone, but they weren't really willing to commit all the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 that's that's what I was saying about, you know, if you're a in all likelihood, if you're listening to this episode and you were around our age or or whatever, that you are probably far far more familiar with the TV show Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And so if you went from that TV show, if you have a fond memory of it or you actually remember episodes, like I remember watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And I like the, the mo- show. The, the TV show. I remember enjoying it i mean there was laughs it was in that sort same sort of era of like full house and uh and, and like right. step by step and family matters like it was boy in meets that, world yeah in that sort of same wheelhouse but uh i don't remember any specific episodes and i don't remember any like super specific themes about anything i just remember that it was a it was a goofy show that had a lot of slapstick it had a really bad animatronic cat that would like you know 
I remember liking the cat, and I remember a few things about the show, and I remember liking it. But I think the the thing where she would be like in the movie where she would say something like like Hey Harvey, like I remember that from the show because that's how she always talked to Harvey is Hey Harvey, yeah, what's going on Harvey, like. Like, I, but I you know what though? That's a that's a callback to the Clarissa explains it all, where she go, "Hey Sam." Yeah, I, I'm sure that that's probably what it was. But but the what I'm trying to get at is, if you enjoyed the TV show, I don't know if you're going to enjoy the movie. No, you get nothing from this other than to see Ryan Reynolds in this movie. You get like the origin story of Sabrina, and that that's basically. Oh, see, I was I thought you were going to say you're going to get the origin story of Ryan Reynolds. You're going to get the origin so, story of Deadpool. Yeah. So uh, it's it's just a it's just. It's, it's skippable. It, it's not terrible, but it's not any good either. Yeah. It's it's, it's not it's not bad, but it's not it's good. It's schlock. It's schlock. It's it's just sort of bland schlock that was thrown together and I can't believe it was 90 minutes long. This is a movie that could have been an hour. Like an hour oh, long 45 t- like an hour I'm most. saying like an hour with commercials. It's like an There's hour long. There's a lot TV. of stuff that was drawn out that that didn't need to be. It and this is not necessarily Melissa Joan Hart's fault. I think she was perfectly fine in this. Yeah. Oh, speaking of drawn out, the thing that I mentioned at dinner is uh or maybe it was before it doesn't matter when I mentioned it, but Yes, this, it does, John. It this, matters. This movie was so lacking in content. They had a like a five to seven minute long shopping montage when they were going to the and trying on outfits when they were when they were going to uh when they were prepping to go to the pool party for the track team yes they went to the they went to the the mall or wherever and they had a montage of them trying on different bathing suits and like walking like they were going down the catwalk and switching bathing suits and if you if you want to see melissa joan hart and her friend in you know 16 years old in like mid 90s bathing suits like well, i think by 96 she was actually uh i think by 96 she was 18 okay 18 year old but Melissa still Hart. still it, it, it was just yeah. it was a weird sequence like why like I, i'm assuming that that was in there for the, the 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 teen girls that were watching it was just such a weird thing to, to it's more like haha it's fun they're trying on outfits sean yeah no it was it, it was just bad. made me think yeah. of like mall madness that old board oh game. god yeah yes yes but no, uh, it's not, I don't recommend it. I'm not no. saying I don't recommend it because it's bad. I'm just saying I don't recommend it because... You don't get a whole lot out of it. You're not going to get anything from this. Did Eleanor like it? She did. But, like, she... It's not for her, though. No, it's not. I think she liked it because it was a girl who had powers. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all she... She was like, oh, look, she's got magic. Dad was like, yeah, she does. She has magic. And she's like, oh, I like this movie. It's like, why? It's like, she has, she's got magic. So really, that's really all it was. So that I think may- maybe speaks more to the stay the staying power of the Sabrina the Teenage Witch as a concept and as a character, mm-hmm. but not I don't think about this movie. Yeah, you know? I I am interested though in looking at the new series that's coming out. The new series which debuts October twenty sixth is called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So it it's a show that. From the looks of it, from the looks of the description and and the and the previews, it looks to be more like a supernatural type show, like the show Supernatural, like right. that there's that there's magic and demons and and like and, Sam and Dean style, yeah, and, yeah, like and, dark. And I was I was just reading that the show was originally developed to, to be a companion show to the WB show Riverdale, which I, I haven't watched it. 
I know that there are supernatural elements to the show Riverdale that it's it's not just like, you know, Archie, Jughead, Veronica and Betty. That, is that is that because I know nothing about Riverdale. Yeah. Is that what it is? Archie and, and all them are yeah. in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though those characters are in there, and what? Yeah, the Riverdale is Riverdale High. That's the whole. That's the no. Whole I know, thing. but I didn't. I didn't put the two together. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I know Archie is from Riverdale, but yeah, so, I thought that it was like some other innocuous Riverdale. No, so the, the new show Riverdale has to do with the Archie comics. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay, learn something new. I'll have to go look that up now. Yeah. Is, Art, it, is it any good? I've heard good things about it. Um, I haven't, okay. I literally have not watched any of it. I've, I've heard good things okay. from the people that have watched it. But yeah, the show is, the show centers on Archie, Veronica, Betty, and Jughead, and all the people that go to Riverdale High. Luke. That's so weird. Yeah, but it, it's more of an, and, and that's a crazy thing. If And I know we said we weren't going to get into it, but I'm going to get into it. If you're not familiar with Archie Comics, Archie Comics are, uh, it, it's one of the weirdest freaking comic book companies series that i can think of because the topics span so many different things it's all it's all over the place and and archie archie has crossover comics with like legit comic book like you know archie meets wolverine or something like like that 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 kind of shit happens in archie comics like yeah there's there's all kinds of weird stuff that happens in archie comics and this archie or the the riverdale tv show from what i hear is it's got supernatural elements which would make sense with sabrina being an archie comic character and and it being supernatural by itself that they would develop this so would that mean that josie and the pussycats would end up on there maybe Okay. Maybe we can get a new movie. But but the the new show is is much more serious in tone, much more like the comics. Um it, it deals more with magic, it deals more with the like demonic it looks like Well side and I of, and I believe Bronson Pinochet is in it, right? Yeah, Bronson Pinochet. My favorite cousin Balky. Will he will always be cousin Balky for Perfect Strangers for me. Yeah, Bronson Pinshot as uh as uh, the the principal of Sabrina's school. So a couple people that are in this new movie is Kiernan Shipka as Sabrina. And in this description, she's described as a half human, half witch. I didn't know witch was a like race, um, uh, you know, don't discriminate like, against witches. Sean. No, it just made me think of, it just made me think of like D and D like she's a half orc warlock, you know, like, okay. Roll uh, initiative, Sabrina. Yeah, <laughs> Jazz Sinclair as Rosalind Walker, who is uh, a best friend of Sabrina. Michelle Gomez as Mary Warden, Madam Satan, um, who's her teacher. And it, it seems like she's going to like a witch school. She's not going to like a high school. Interesting. So, well, you know, I think I think what we'll do is it's coming out in about a week or so from the time that this episode drops. Mm-hmm. Let's watch it and we'll, we'll maybe put a little something out. Yeah, we will. The first, yeah, the first episode comes out October twenty sixth. It's on Netflix, so we'll we'll check it out. I've got one of those Netflixes, and uh, we'll check it out and 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 see what we think. The neat fleeks. The 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 neat fleeks. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually interested because it sounds like a fun premise. Um, I did feel very old though, noticing when I was looking up the show. Uh, Kiernan Shipka, who plays Sabrina, guess when she was born. Oh no! Don't do it, Sean. I will. I will give you a hint. She was not born in the two thousands. Ninety nine. She was born November tenth, nineteen ninety nine. God damn it! I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! You know, as soon as you said not the two thousands, I was like, this could be a fucking technicality. You know what? You know what is even worse than that? That makes her nineteen. Oh. <laughs> 
I'm so old, Sean. I'm so old. Oh, she's old. she's 18. Sorry. At the at, she's yeah, 18. For, she's 18 for another month and, or two months. Sorry. I'm so old. Yeah, she's been acting since 2006. I mean, she's been acting since she was seven years old. Well, good for her, man. Follow your dreams. She she's got... very cute. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. You can reach your goals. I'm living proof. Beefcake. Beefcake. Oh, she was in uh, The Legend of Korra as Jinora. Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay, cool. Good times. Nice. So well, we're looking forward to uh, to checking that out. We'll we'll do a little recording um, uh, about our thoughts uh, once that episode comes out. Yeah, but we're gonna do some mini sods. We actually have a couple of projects that we're working on. Yep, that are I think not necessarily something that people have asked for, but I think stuff that we wanted to do. It's stuff that we wanted to do. I know we do still have requests, and we kind of put those on hold. Part of what we're going to be doing is um, maybe a revisit to some of our old library also mm-hmm. and and some other things that I think will be kind of fun for us to do. Yeah. So kind of keep an eye on that as the new year starts. We, we've got some of that coming along in the future. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to this, I actually have put out a uh, an episode of a short form podcast that I'm doing that is comic book related. It's like five minutes long, and that's what most of the episodes are going to be five, yeah. five to seven minutes. Not a whole, not a big time, uh, not a big time commitment. But it's it's what it essentially is is a primer on comic book characters and situations and concepts. Well, because Sean and I will have a discussion about something, or either with each other or with somebody else, and then Sean and I are both the kinds of people who will go. Oh, I want to go look that up. And then we do. And then we spend an hour learning all or about that longer. one thing. Or longer. The worst thing in the world, which is also the best thing in the world, is the Marvel and DC Wikia pages. Uh, oh, my or God. Or Star Wars. Oh, the Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Or, or, or Memory the, Alpha. Yeah, I was going to say our Memory Alpha is also yeah. real bad. It's so bad. Uh, I'm the type of guy. You're like, oh, I'm going to go read all about these weird, obscure characters from Star Trek that were in half an episode. I'm the, I'm the guy. I am the guy. And I have it somewhere still who had the Star Trek encyclopedia because I was super... Let me tell you about how popular I was when I was in junior high. I was so popular that I... So popular. That I was trying to... I was trying to tone down my popularity. I needed to take a take a few steps down myself. So I decided that I would go out and buy the Star Trek encyclopedia that I think was published by uh, the... Uh, uh, what was his name? Bergman, uh, who was a producer for Star Trek. Yeah. So I bought that, and then I bought the Star Trek chronology. Well, because you have to temper <laughs> all that popularity. Yeah, so, I really you know, and it, it worked. It really worked. It actually it helped. Uh, it helped too me. well. It helped me. Yeah, it, it actually set me back about three decades. I'm yeah. only now recovering, uh, starting to recover. So that's the, okay. <laughs> Darmok and Gelada Tanagra. <laughs> Shaka when the walls fell. <laughs> So the the, uh, the you know that that's that's sort of a, a pet passion of mine. One of my uh, one of my oldest uh, screen names, which I'm using for that podcast, is I Heart Comics because I Heart Comics, and uh, I have a I have a, a decent sized comic book collection. And and just just to let you know, so you can hate me some more, I'm a DC boy by heart, by 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 trade. I do like Marvel, but. DC has the uh, the special place in my heart. Just because that's what I started reading. I always waffle back and forth. So, it, it, to, well, it, to me, all my favorite characters are DC. All my favorite characters, uh, Green Lantern and 
what else? Mostly Green Lantern is, is my favorite character. I, lo- I love okay. the Green Lantern comic book. Uh, I like some of the old school stuff. I used to read JLA all the time, like the good Justice League. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. those uh, those compilation ones where you had, you know, Superman, Martian Manhunter, and you'd have like the random ones. Like, Nobody's cooler than Aquaman getting he- hit in the head by a fish. So. Yeah. Dr. Light or uh, <laughs> like good Dr. Light, not the evil Dr. Light. Yeah. All that, all that good stuff. So yeah, we're check working on out. other stuff. Check and... out, check out our website, Childhood Remastered. If you want to see any of that stuff, we'll be putting it up there periodically as we get it. If you want to check out our members only section, we've started to put stuff up there. We've actually started to put content, some content up there. A little bit, a little bit. It's uh, coming. It's going to be coming slowly. There's, yeah. but we have a lot of plans. There, but if so. you want to check that out, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you will get updates when we release new episodes. And you will get occasional updates when something special happens. We will not spam you. Literally, it'll be when new episodes come out and when we have something to tell you. But if you sign up for that, you get free access to our members only section. That's the only thing you got to do is sign up for our for our cost nothing because uh, we're not charging yeah so so you'll get access to all of our show notes you will get access to our discord and And there's going to be some episodes in there for for members only at some point so yeah now we do have a discord that uh we just kind of have set up it's not really fully going yet but you can come in and hang out and yeah we'll be on it from time to time i use discord a lot because of world of warcraft and because of some other stuff and uh, and maybe maybe we'll set up a time where we are on there like a schedule like for for a block of time like we will be on at this time on these days yeah so if you wanted something that we can do so you wanted to talk to us you could uh if you also wanted to talk to us you can always check us out on uh facebook and twitter at childhood remastered on facebook and instagram and at remastered cast on twitter you can find links to all that stuff on our website childhoodremastered.com uh you can want to thank john howarth for our music yep john howarth for our music the song is nascent you can check out the full version of that song on our website and you can find a link to his SoundCloud where he does a bunch of other great electronic yep. music. He sings, he remixes, he does all kinds of stuff. It's We're great. also over at acpnet.net. We are uh, part of the podcast network over there. There's a lot of great shows. Some of them local, some of them East Coast, some of them international. One of them Australia. Yeah. I, lo- I love my Aussie blokes. Yeah. So, yeah, you can check out some of those other shows. They're actually uh, pretty good. And, and uh, we interact with them a, a bit and so you could go check them out you could check us out over there and yeah drop us a voicemail i think that'll do it for this week and absolutely I, I hope you've enjoyed this episode because uh i mean i was actually a little worried about this one but it turned out i think okay we had fun we did have fun and that's always the goal and screw everybody else. yeah and uh, <laughs> uh we are i'm actually i don't know about you but i'm actually really looking forward to checking out this new sabrina the teenage witch it's the chilling adventures of sabrina yeah uh, i'm too I'm, I'm excited about this show so we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit next time uh but until then this has been sean and chris and this has been your childhood remastered we will see you next time and happy halloween time for spoopy poopy times spoopy poopy spoopiest doot doots This is completely off topic, but I love that Arby's made a like meat and cheese Bowsette. The fuck? Are you familiar with Bowsette? No. So there was a there was a um some some like deviant art guy. Uh so there was something where um
some like official Nintendo thing where Toadette, you know Toadette, like the female toad that has the little yeah, 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 yeah. pigtails. So she put on this magic crown that essentially turned her into what looked like a um, a version of Peach. Like okay. she she got all big and kind of looked like Peach. So some DeviantArt guy was like, they they just sort of drew a picture where Bowser puts it on and he turns into just look about look up Bowsette, and and so it's gender bender Bowser. But it's a Bowser that looks like Peach. It's essentially Peach. Yeah, with, I, I see. Yeah, it's, it's essentially Peach with huge tits and in like an S and M outfit. With because horns. of course, only on Deviant Art would they. But uh, it's taken off. It's ta- like it's it's grown legs. It's and like it meme worthy now. No, it's like everybody knows about it, and people okay. are people are drawing it. People are incorporating it. People want it to be an official character. This and is there's, sad. There's just I don't a, like it. There's a new one now. There's a new one now. Can I just can I just Boo's walk in? At, can I that just King Boo that put on the crown uh, and and turned into a, a sexy a, ghost? A, but you. Can I just walk into the ocean and take a deep breath at this point, Sean? I'm ready. I'm ready. The, the I, world I have can to, go. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. I have to show you. I don't need a sexy Bowser. I have I to don't. show you. I don't need it. So, let's see. Um, it's usually... This is... Sean, I'm upset about this. <laughs> I don't need any of this in my life. There, there's a lot of Rule 34 as well. Oh, uh. See, well, it's, no, rule it's 30. Shit, it's shit like oh, this. Jesus. Why? No, gross. No, you know what? That's not rule 34. That's rule 35. Because rule 34 states that what you want can be requested for. The rule 35 says that the internet will create it for you. Right. Yeah. So if we're going to be technical about 34, 35, let's try for us. Right. Okay. So let's, yeah. let's go back to it. You know what? We can cut this out. We'll throw it on at the end. What the fuck? We went on a tangent. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, fucking Bowsette. No, I don't like it. It's not okay. <laughs> it's ah. to me. Wait, there's so there's Bowsette and then there's Boozette. No, I don't want it. I don't want it in my eyes. No, no, I don't. Don't show it to me. I don't want to see it. Boozette. Oh, oh, why? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm done. Like, I'll just, I'll chop it off, and then then, then I'll be happy. I'm Look, done. people are already cosplaying. <sighs> this no. character's only been around for, like, two weeks. No. No. I'm gonna look up Bowsette. No, 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 I'm done. Cosplay. <laughs> no. You know, it's gonna be, I know, it's gonna be, like, a nigiri, or, like, one of those, they're, the, they're gonna be the ones who already did it. Why? Oh, there's no, there's no Bowser. Okay, carp. good. I'm, d- I'm done. Not yet. I'm done. I'm done. The- oh wait, I did, I did, I spelled it wrong. That's why. Oh no. I, I, I put Bowsette. Bowsette cosplay. <sighs> Sean. Oh, there already is. God damn it. Well, hey, I mean, does a good job, but like, come on. Okay, also does a good job, but. I don't need this. We don't need this carrier. We no. We don't need these characters. Can <laughs> Can Mario just jump on turtles and kill them, please, and just be done? There's I just don't. There's just a lot of lot of like S and M looking people in women in uh, in <laughs> in Mario apparently because because when you think of Mario, I think of uh, ball gags and whips and chains. Right. See, th- this is this is one of the original comics. That... No. No. <laughs> anyway. Let's get, uh, let's get back to it. 